Welcome to the Vocational Education Podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Dan. I'm uh, thoroughly thrilled to be uh, sitting here with Norma Angeloni Tamaris from McGraw-Hill Education. I've had a, a long history with Norma. The reason I wanted to talk with Norma is to see her insights into how textbooks and other publications can support vocational training. So Norma, firstly, welcome along. Thank you, Dan. It's a pleasure to be here on your podcast. Now, Norma, just give us a brief rundown of your history in in publishing and and how you got to where you are. Well, I started out in the year 2000 in publishing and um, I I was actually an educational sales consultant for McGraw-Hill for secondary schools. And it's from there, so while I was a a working mum, from there I uh, just gradually started falling in love with the publishing industry and what what we do. So um, my my background training and study was in education. I was going to be a teacher, but my plans had changed. But my love for education was always there. And so I really embraced the, um, the sales role that I had. But eventually after six years of that, I wanted to do more. And um, commissioning was an area that I was really keen on um, into finding the authors, building up the vision and the concept to produce products um, that could support our instructors and our teachers out there teaching. And what do you see, well, actually what's your role now so right now I'm a um, I'm called a portfolio manager. Um, used to be called a publisher. Um, same thing. I manage a portfolio of vocational education products now, and so bringing the concept, the idea, based on m- the need that um, we get to find out through our research out in the market, and try and package that into a, a product that can be used. So we've discussed at length in the past about you know, what the best thing to do for a student is with regards to the textbook. You know, should we have things that are interactive? Should we have uh, links off from the text to other products, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? It's obviously a very dynamic industry, especially now. Where do you see things going in the next, say, two to five years? Oh, wow. Yeah, good question. I mean, we've been talking about the transition now for the last three years there was a big jump and a big everyone was um, talking about print is going to die Um, and it's all about digital and online learning and yes you know I was one of the champions of that as well but at the moment it's really just a bit of everything Um, and that's because we have such a diverse learner market out there we have um, diverse needs we have lots of um, other factors social cultural factors at play that um, impact on what kind of products are being used to deliver learning but definitely there is a trajectory uh, moving towards digital and online. So why is that uh, in a nutshell because I know and you just mentioned very quickly there that we do have a variation in the kind of learners that are out there and we talked recently about you know, if our learner market is 35 years plus, then they're going to have a tendency towards the paper. If they're below, they might have a tendency towards the electronic versions. But overall, is there is there something that as a publisher you can do to actually service both markets? 
Right now, um, our offering is uh, something for everyone. And that's because we've got learners at different stages of their journey and, um, you know, teachers as well. So we've got, as you mentioned, we've got the older mature age teacher and student and we've got the younger student coming in fresh out of school. Um, and they all have various learning needs, various delivery styles. So we do have to provide the print at the moment, ebooks, downloadable ebooks that can be downloaded onto your mobile tablet, and of course, all the online support. That doesn't change. That's for everyone, um, and that can either be in print or online. But there is a, a strong um, move towards um, delivering assessments online just makes sense because you can have auto graded um, assignments and um, everyone appreciates how quickly that is and a lot don't like the marking you know a lot of time is spent marking yeah no we, we love sitting in front of uh, the computer marking assignments <laughs> don't get us wrong okay <laughs> no no absolutely not uh, so the idea of uh, a publisher moving into the e-learning sector is uh, is very interesting and it's been a quite a gradual but obvious change and a necessary change as you said people were saying print is dead many, many years ago. Although it's it's not just held on, it has had growth in certain areas. So it is an interesting mix and I do kind of pity, the, the, the well, not pity, I, I feel for the difficulty in choosing, you know, the right thing to put your money behind and then support uh, because the Australian market's not that big, no. um, et cetera. <laughs> so uh, on that note, uh, tell us about the uh, the textbooks that are going particularly well at the moment, the ones that, that you are having a lot of success with out there, if you can think of some. Well, um, so I can only speak for my portfolio. We have our biggest titles and our strongest brands in our automotive, electrical, construction um, titles, not to mention our vocational training and assessment. That's the best one. (laughs) And um, we also publish uh, for childcare as well. And look, to your point about you know, trying to please everyone. Well, it's based, we do all the research. So if our customers and our market is still saying they want to use print and use a mix of um, online learning, then that's the package we go out with. Electrical is interesting because, and automotive, because they were really keen on trying to embrace um, more technology and online learning. And this is primarily because Um, The students are apprentices and they're required to go out and work. And so a lot of the delivery uh, and training isn't um, so much that they come into class for six months and then go out and work. A lot are learning and working at the same time. So in one class, you could have 30 students at different stages of their apprentice course. Um, and one way around that has been and has been some of the, the well the online adaptive reading experience that McGraw Hill have produced for electrical our electrical product, and this allows students that are powering on ahead to just keep going at a self-paced learning, all the while being under the supervision of their teacher. Um, could you explain how that works? Because I've seen a sample of it in the past. I thought it was incredibly interesting. Just explain that to the listeners, how that um, adaptive learning actually works. Okay, so it's actually um, complex, but not not when you see it. So uh, what the reader will see is just a, a, an e-book, I guess, 
online and they will see um, text highlighted um, and let's say yellow it'll they'll see yellow highlighted text a lot of that text is linked to a learning objective um, and as the student is reading through that text um, they will then be prompted to answer a few quizzes again these quizzes are linked to learning objectives um, and as they answer the questions and move on through the experience um, they eventually that text will turn to green if they've got it or red if they haven't got it and they need to go back and learn so um, they 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 see this happening and, and again it's also it suits different types of readers those that just want to read every single word they can and those who just want to read what they need to read so it, it kind of appeals to both I was about to say which is every apprentice yes. ever yeah. <laughs> but the beauty of this is that their teacher um, in the back end can actually see the whole class and where they're at where Johnny's at where Paul is at and how they've responded to the questions even even to the to the point where okay Johnny's not he's just he's just going through the motions he's guessing he's not really trying hard um, eventually he'll be picked up and it'll what it this allows um, the teacher to then intervene quite early and check up on Johnny and say okay so what's going on you know and then they can allow them to have that conversation quite early on and not when it's too late. So now that you've been around the industry for um, almost 20 years in, in this part of the sector, if you could snap your fingers now and say, this is what I'd love it to look like uh, from a publisher's point of view, what are some things you'd like to see changed or, or done better? That's a hard question because we're, we're really, we're on the path to, I mean, especially at McGraw-Hill with our adaptive technology, it is just so exciting and that's what I'd love to see more of. And um, because I can see the value in that and, you know, it'd be great to have um, a whole content library and add more simulations and videos, ideally. Um, very expensive to produce. Um, so that's why we don't see so many of it out there but definitely there are there are smaller publishers you know doing that you know startups as well you know the um the vr using vr technology um i i think it's trying to provide a variety that's that's where i'd like to be going to reach out and engage every different type of learner out there yeah that perfect answer because i do think from what i've seen with mcgraw hill they are touching on everything that possibly could happen in the future and, and making sure that they're doing it as well as they can. And then it's always that, that toss up as to whether that's uh, a viable thing from a business point of view as well. So it is, a, it is tough. And you mentioned startups, look, a startup might go in one direction and produce really cheap but good quality videos, mm -hmm. but then they haven't got the rest of the- That's right. Yeah, yep. They haven't got the rest of the pie sort of put together. So now I've always been excited working with McGraw-Hill. And uh, on that note, uh, any RTO RTOs listening out there or, or people who are working for maybe the content side of RTOs, if they want to get access to uh, the McGraw-Hill textbooks, uh, where do they go? Our website for a start, 
our educational consultants um, are quite um, open to being contacted. They probably already know uh, most everyone out there, but definitely through our website, our customer service team will get them connected to the education consultant who can come out and, and talk to them about what we have. Excellent. And the website is? www.mheducation.com.au Thank you so much for spending this time with me this morning, Norma. As I said, anybody out there who would like to see what McGraw-Hill's doing, have a look on the website. Also, talk to other people in the industry who might be using their texts and see how they're using them, etc. And they can contact me because I'm always looking out for an author. Oh, there you go. Okay, so if you want to be a, a published author with one of the best publishers in the world, talk to Norma. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'll uh, catch up with you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Vocational Education Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get all the latest from a myriad of excellent speakers, thought leaders, and just interesting people in the vet sector. Until next time, this has been Dan Hill and the Vocational Education Podcast. Have a great day.